when we experience stressful situations that cause our emotions to heighten, it is like really easy and really common for us to like succumb to them. everyone welcome back to yet another episode of the bloom from within podcast if you're new here my name is renee and i am your host for this show and i have had such a good week i have been on vacation from work this week and i am so grateful to have had that time away where i was really able to like cross things off my to-do list um like that i've been trying to get done for a while I was also able to dedicate a couple of days of free time to tackling like the landscape at my house and like I've been wanting to do that for a while and it's far from done, but I was able to take like a huge chunk out of the project. And I, I do have to say that gardening and landscaping, oh my gosh, it is so hard. I have such a much larger and deeper appreciation for people that are into that profession or even like if they do it for a hobby. Like my mom does it all the time and my mom would spend like hours and hours and hours a day outside during the summer months and I never understood like why she enjoyed it, but there's definitely some sort of relaxation behind like, I don't know, like having your hands in the soil and also being able to like rip something from the ground. So I can definitely see how people enjoy it, but man, is it hard work. Like it's a lot. During my vacation week, I was also able to like connect with people that I love. Like my son and I were able to see an old friend from college and her son. So it was really nice to connect with them and hosted a quick little game night at my house for my family. So all in all, good week. I also tried to get in like a new type of movement um, by taking this like group fitness class at a gym I never tried before. So grateful for the ability to just like recharge and live life exactly as I want to like each day of the week and not having to like have a schedule that somebody else gives me that I have to follow. So I had like so many slow mornings and just slow days in general, like leaving the hustle culture for a week and not feeling like rushed or stressed it was so so good by being able to be extremely present in everything that I did I I felt like the days went by so much slower like as opposed to having to work a full day and cramming to get stuff into my day like I feel like that's when time goes by so fast I don't know all in all just a good week if I could pick like one word to describe it it would it would be peaceful and with this week coming to an end I am certainly starting to get the scaries for work I'm not looking forward to having to wake up at 3.30 every day and rush out of the house. So my vacation coming to an end and my inevitable return to work is what actually inspired today's episode. So today I'm going to be discussing different strategies and techniques that you can use to help reduce any sort of stress stress in your life. It's like, so first off, like, why, why are we always stressed? Like, is it the region? Is it just the U.S. culture? Like, we as a collective, we are, like, always stressed. When you talk to someone, it's always like, oh, I have to go do this, and I have to go do that, and I have to go drop this off, and I don't know how I'm going to find all this time to get all this stuff done. And I don't know, like, am I the only one who feels like that? Like, I'm always just talking to somebody who is stressed. And like, if your stress has spiked in recent years, like you're not alone. A research study conducted in 2019 reported that feelings on anger, stress, and worry were at their highest levels in a decade. In the same study, more than 150,000 people were interviewed, and the interviews were conducted amongst adults across 140 different countries, and they found in the study that out of all those people, Americans were among the most stressed people in the world. And if you actually notice, the date of the study was 2019, and that was before the coronavirus pandemic, so it probably is safe to assume that 
if that research was conducted again today, the numbers would be higher. So I do want to start by saying that a little bit of stress is okay. Like there are things such as healthy stress where in small doses, it can actually be motivating and it can actually help you be productive. There's actually a word for the type of stress and it's called eustress. The right amount of stress or like psychological arousal can actually help us perform at our best by sharpening our focus and the attention on the task at hand. So for me, time sensitivity of something adds stress. So if I had a paper for school or I don't know, like a project at work and it's approaching its deadline, the stress caused by the deadline approaching, it would actually motivate me and put pressure on me to focus, work on the project, and then see it to completion. Like that type of stress, the stress that comes in small temporary bursts, that's okay. Also, like moderate amounts of stress are also okay. That can help improve memory, like attention span, and it can also heighten the senses to make us more aware of our surroundings. But the bad stress, I guess you can call it, that's chronic stress, stress that we have been experiencing consistently for long periods of time. That like slow build of stress that we might not even realize is stress because it's flying so low under the radar and we are just so used to like having it in our lives. This could come from like a major life event, I don't know, like the daily hassle of day-to-day tasks, um, like a strained relationship with a person or just like constant worrying about the past or the future. When we experience the stressful situations that cause our emotions to heighten, it is like really easy and really common for us to like succumb to them. And eventually over time, our body can't handle the stress anymore. And that's when like emotional, mental, or even like physical problems will start to arise amongst ourselves. We as individuals and even as a species, like we are not equipped to experience chronic stress. Like picture a glass of water, the actual cup, pretend the actual cup is you and the water is stress. So a little bit of water at a time can be poured into a glass and then you can keep pouring more in and more pouring more in but eventually the glass is going to reach its capacity of how much water it can hold and the glass will then begin to overflow so same thing with your body you can only have so much stress poured into you without it being managed and released but before your body reaches its breaking point today i am going to give you some tips on how to manage your stress in ways that you can help relieve and recover from the symptoms of stress i do want to differentiate that this is not necessarily like a cure to your stress that involves a little bit more work and kind of getting to the root cause as to why you identify a situation, a person or experience as a stressor. But when we are experiencing a stressful episode, these can be strategies used to help alleviate some of the symptoms and the heightened emotions that like our nervous system may be experiencing. So technique number one that you can use to help cope with stress is called grounding. So grounding is this mindfulness skill that you can use to ease your mind during a stressful moment. Essentially, it's supposed to like help direct your focus to the present moment as opposed to worrying about something, worrying about the past, worrying about the future, worrying about whatever you're stressing about. It's supposed to really like bring you back to the present moment in time, exactly where you are on this earth. This particular exercise that I'm going to talk about was actually something that I was taught when I was learning to be a wellness coach. And it's essentially supposed to bring you back to the present moment by using each of your senses. So I actually do this with my son when he's having like a, like a super emotional, I don't know, like episode. It actually happens this morning. We did this. He is like addicted to, not, I don't want to say addicted, but he loves these like granola bars that I buy for him. And he just wants them like all the time. And I don't want to give them to him all the time because they're, they're obviously they have refined sugar in them. So I'm trying to be like cautious of how much I'm giving him. So I try to be mindful 
and strategic as to when I give him these bars. They're mostly just like snacks. Like they're obviously not meant to be used as a meal, but he wanted one today before we had breakfast and it wasn't time for the the bar. So he had a complete breakdown at like six in the morning, throwing himself on the floor, screaming, crying the whole nine yards. And so what I did was I did this exercise with him and he was fine. We ate breakfast, forgot about the bar. Everything was fine. So essentially what this is. So when you're having a stressful situation, you want to focus on five things that you can see. So for example, the shape of the clouds, the the yellow flowers spurting from the ground, the wallpaper. Once you get through five things that you can see, you want to focus on four things that you can feel. So for example, the tightness of your shoes, the smoothness of the desk, the softness of your sweater. Once you notice the things that you can feel, you then want to shift to three things that you can hear. So the sound of a car going by you, the hum of the computer, the trees, the leaves rustling against each other. After three things that you can hear, you then shift to two things that you can smell. So like a floral fragrance or the brewed coffee that you're drinking. And then after the things that you can smell, you then focus on one thing that you can taste, whether it's the gum that you're chewing, um, the coffee that you're drinking, I don't know, the food that you're eating, whatever, whatever's in your mouth really focusing on what's going on around us. It just brings us back to the present moment. It gets our mind off of whatever is stressing us out. And when we pull our mind away from that stressful moment, you're then going to feel your body start to regulate and go back to homeostasis. Like your physical body won't feel stressed anymore. So all in all, really great exercise. Highly recommend it to everybody. Like I said, it works on my year and a half old son. So if it can work on him, it can work on you. (laughs) Another coping strategy you could use is deep breathing. Um, this is another like proven strategy that a lot of people I think forget about, but honestly, this is the one that I use the most for myself. When it comes to deep breathing, it's all about calming your physical body and bringing your body back to homeostasis. Kind of similar how I just mentioned in grounding, but it's really just meant to calm your body. And when you calm your body, your mind won't won't race anymore. You won't have that physical feeling, that physical sensation of being stressed. So when you're in a stressful situation, take the time to notice your breathing and really take control of it. So effective deep breathing is breathing in through your nose for a count of three, letting the breath go so deep that you can feel your stomach expanding. Don't just expand your chest. Make sure that your stomach is expanding as well. And then slowly exhale through your mouth and repeat that as many times as you need to in order to feel like your body your body is calm again another really great coping strategy and these are a little bit more specific depending on what you enjoy and what your tastes are but it could be something like reading or listening to music like reading in a really quiet setting slows your heart rate and it helps you rest but you also want to be mindful of the genre of book that you're reading and this is going to vary from person to person of course Like you want to read a genre that stimulates positive emotions. So for some, a, I don't know, like a true crime novel might help them relax, but that could actually entice fear and anger in somebody else. Like that's not a book that I would want to read personally. And the same goes for music. Like you need to listen to music and listen to a genre that actually puts you at rest and doesn't actually make your emotions worse. I do both of these when I'm stressed. I like to read and I like to listen to music. I actually made reading a part of my nighttime routine. I read every night. I read books that I enjoy. I'll read either on my couch, curled up with a blanket, or I'll read like in my bedroom. I like to read by candlelight. It relaxes me a lot. It helps me get ready for the night and I'll have like 
a tea and like biscotti <laughs> with me while I'm reading, but making something that relaxes me as a part of my routine where I'm making sure that I'm doing it daily, it's helped me so much, honestly, like long-term with stress reduction because I'm intentionally putting things and putting habits into my day that I know will have a positive effect on me. The same with listening to music. I listen to music that instills positive emotions, stuff that's like upbeat and the words that they're saying are kind and nice. Like you won't catch me listening to low vibrational music anymore. There's one song in particular, I don't want to like say the actual name on here, but it's like it's on, um, I have like the viral hits playlist on Apple Music and there's a song in there. It's just so vulgar and it's so like degrading towards women in my opinion. And I don't even, I don't know if I can like block a song on these playlists, but every time I hear it, it just instills so much like anger and disgust in me. So stuff like that, like I won't listen to music like that, that makes my emotions worse. I have to listen to music that actually is aligned with like who I am and my values and makes me happy essentially. I've been listening to a lot of Italian music lately. Um, that's been super awesome. I've been trying to get my son to listen to it and he hates me for it. I think he does dance to a few songs though. I think he, uh, I think he sees how happy it makes me. So he'll just like come for the ride sometimes, but overall he's like, mom, like, what are you making me listen to Andrea Bocelli for? Like, I don't understand. Anyways, the last coping practice that you can use to help reduce stress is really just expressing gratitude. You can do it through journaling as well. A gratitude journaling is a very popular positive technique that will kind of like elicit positive emotions and will like help improve your happiness over time. So an example of gratitude journaling is to really just take a moment, usually in the beginning or at the end of the day, just to write about like three things that you're grateful for. So, and the key here is to be like super specific. Instead of saying like, I'm grateful for my partner, like describe why you are grateful. For example, maybe you could say something like, I'm grateful for my partner because... They encourage me to focus on my goals and they support my dreams, something like that. Like in this activity, it allows individuals to reflect on what they have. It will promote positive thinking. And then it also will decrease like comparison and, you know, skew desires. And then this like scarcity mindset that typically is what causes people to stress out is kind of like thinking about what they are lacking and why they don't have it. And we'll also like force the mind to reflect on experiences of gratitude and it just helps us feel more grateful like over time. A consistent gratitude practice it will it will help increase your positive feelings and not only while you're journaling but also throughout the day. Like it will just help you either put you in a really good mood and a really good like leg up to start the day or you're going to end the day super happy before you go to bed. <laughs> so that is all I have for you guys for today's episode. Just a few techniques that you guys can use to help cope and reduce your stressful episodes that you guys might come across. As always, please be sure to leave a positive review. This is how Apple and Spotify push this episode out to people on the apps that may not have heard it before. And as always, let me know that you listened. I love hearing from you guys. Just take a quick screenshot, post on your stories, tag me in it. I want to make sure that this show can get out to as many people as possible so we can keep spreading positivity and growth to everyone who might need to hear it. And even if you don't think you need to hear it, maybe something resonates with you that you can just take with you day to day. Again, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate all of the love that you guys show this show. 
And with that, I need to run. My son is still taking his nap, so I have a little bit of free time right now. So I'm going to go run and get as much stuff around the house as I can while he's still sleeping. I think we're going to go visit my grandparents once he's awake. So I'm going to go try to get ready and maybe get some dishes done while he's still sleeping. Have a great day, guys. I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.